Peruse the News is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron Andenay. Stop the music. Oh, thank you. Oh, my thank goodness. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's so good to be back. Yeah. So, Aaron It's been a hiatus, to, they call it. Had to take a, you had to take a break. A from hiatus. The podcasting world for I a was, while. I was actually a little bit high during some of that hiatus. You were on drugs. I was drugs on some drugs. For sure. Have we done anything with PTN? I know, like, on the Studio DNA Podcast Network, we've done an episode on what happened on Shoe the Dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been talked about on Sif Pop Podcast. Right, right. But have we done anything for Peruse the no, News? No, this, this is the first thing to show up in the Our Peruse newsies. the News feed. Well, newsy folks, let's give you a real quick recap of what's been going on and why we've been gone for as long as we've been gone. If yeah, kind of do that for our story time today. If you're not a Patreon fan, you may not have seen updates on Patreon. And if you're not on social media and follow Aaron Dicer or myself, you may have missed it. But for the last couple of months, it's been kind of crazy in the studio. Aaron had a very serious medical scare. And by very serious, I mean... I stopped breathing. Heart stopped. Uh, by all accounts, I was not breathing for about five to eight minutes. Um so that's very serious. <laughs> yeah, very serious. They put me in a coma for a couple of days. Yep. Uh, you were in the ICU. I was in the ICU. Um, there are literally three days that are gone. Like, I don't have any, like, I wasn't around. And there's even more days than that that I don't remember because of the drugs and right. coming out of the coma and my brain rebooting. Uh, so there was, there was probably a good week there that it's just totally off my calendar. So the good news is that the reboot went well and you That's are what it looks back. Like. However, because you had to be intubated a couple of times, he is experiencing some throat sensations, pain, and just, you know. Let's like, just say I went back to all my talkity talking a little too quickly and did some really intense uh, vocal work with a radio station we work for. that Against um, the wishes of your co-host and your wife. Yeah, but neither of you were very <laughs> vocal about it. Like it wasn't like, but I, and I don't, and I'm glad because I didn't want to have that fight, and I thought it was the right thing to do, and I still feel like it was the right thing to do. Right. Um, you wouldn't have known that you had that pain unless you had pushed. Correct. Though. Correct. So you're going to see a specialist. Aaron's going to be seeing a specialist, but uh, in the meantime, he's just kind of getting back into the swing of doing the radio show that we do together every day, and then also adding in the podcasting as he can. Well, now, and I, f- I feel like I'm ready now. Like, my voice isn't in pain. There was never constant pain, but there was a, a type of pain that I could feel every once in a while, and I don't, I haven't felt that in a week. So, Which is still not a long time. No, it's not, and I can feel like there's a lot more uh, mucus happening in my throat. There's a lot, Delicious. like, it's healing. <laughs> it's healing. I can feel it healing. I can feel it tighten up when I've used my voice a lot, so... Um, but I, but I think I'm okay to, to go ahead and do some podcasting and then we'll see what the specialist says. See what he So, can find. yeah, all I'm, we're glad to be back today. It, we're hoping to get back into our regular, uh, two peruse the news episodes a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully you'll start, you'll start to see that in your feed a little bit more regularly. 
unless Aaron's throat is causing him some trouble. I'm convinced um, at this point that I'll go to the specialist and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's it's, right. it's healing. Well, It'll good. just continue healing. Fingers crossed that's yeah, the truth. That's what I'm hoping. Prayers that that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, we'll keep you updated on Patreon. We actually make those public posts. So even if you're not a supporter, you can go find that's true. all of that information at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And we'll just kind of start off the show by, again, thanking our Patreon supporters. When stuff like this happens, you kind of expect that our uh, fan base may wane and waver a little bit because we're not producing as much content as we normally do. Mm. However, you guys have just really supported us. You've been sending encouraging messages while Aaron has been out and while I had to take over a lot of responsibilities in the studio. So it's just been kind of a crazy couple months. And we really, really, really appreciate that you still believe in what we do and that you've continued to support us on Patreon. It means the absolute world to us. Much love. Much, much love. But I'm so excited to get back into the show. This is my favorite podcast that I do on the network. <laughs> Good. Because I love talking about the weird things that I see on the internet all the time. Well, let's let you start. Let's get into it. And this is my outlet for that. So I actually, I think I'm going to start off with one that I just, it just popped into my feed a few hours ago. Okay. What's um, going on? Scientists create the first 3D printed Human corneas. Ooh. I love looking at science stuff. So the corneas, that's the name of the little baby corns? Yes. Little corneas? Teeny tiny little baby corneas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no. (laughs) Uh, This is the protective shell of our eyes. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who are affected by corneal blinding. 10 million people uh, is estimated either at risk or have trouble due to like infections that happen or disorders and things like that where the cornea gets, you know, hurt. Yeah. And right now we have to wait for transplants. But there's this company that has been working with stem cell research and 3D bioprinting and they can create a human cornea now in 10 minutes. Mm. So this is a huge huge game changer and I'm really excited to see. Like there's a lot of 3D printing that's happening. But when it comes to like biomaterial, that's the stuff that I'm like really curious about. Like, how is this biomaterial going to work? 3D printing isn't necessarily new technology to the science world. It's like new, maybe like mainstream, you know, where you can go to Office Depot and buy a 3D printer now. That stuff is, that's kind of more new to us as the consumer. Well, it's funny because I was thinking when you mentioned it, I only think of 3D printing in the consumer way. And I'm like, why would I print my own corny? It's not like I can do my own surgery and put it in (laughs) my eye. Please don't do that. That is definitely not what it's intended but for. But actually, medical uh, you know reasons for 3D printers are being used lots more than consumers are already, yeah. and it makes so much sense. It, In many ways, it is the closest we are to teleportation. Do you get this? Like, if you can put make something in physical space that exists in a different physical space, it's, it's, it's reproduction teleportation, but it is basically you don't have to ship it somewhere. You just send them the digital making Print, of it and yeah. it prints it out. That's that's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, this is going to be a really cool one, especially because of turnaround time. Can you imagine, like, you have, you, you're outside and mm-hmm. somebody's mowing their yard and something flies up and hits your cornea. You go to the doctor's office, they scan your eye. And, and they then print it. They print, print something just for, for you. Yeah. And you can get in and get that fixed really quickly. So wow. this is just kind of a cool look at what's happening, again, in the medical community that I get really fascinated by. Um, they're using a unique gel of alginate, collagen, and stem cells, um, and I don't understand how any of that works, but basically 
that's stiff enough to hold its shape but soft enough to be squeezed out of a nozzle of a 3D printer. And then, of course, it can obviously Well, go and I've seen that eye. they've printed, you know, 3D printed ears oh, yeah, yeah. and different Look, things like uh-huh. that. Yeah, like the cartilage, cartilage kind of stuff. Which so. is a little easy. Cartilage stuff for me is like, okay, let's say it's going to be an ear not nearly as crazy as going yeah. into your eye. Yeah. You know, no, that's true. That's one of the barriers to entry <clears throat> for me with laser surgery for eye, like getting in a corrective vision, like like laser surgery. What's that stuff called? LASIK. Yeah. I just don't know how I feel about them. Oh, I would do it if I had the money. Open I would absolutely zapping. do it right now if I had the money. Really? Yeah. I would love to not have to worry about contacts or glasses. Oh, my goodness. You know, what we forgot to do when we were talking about what happened to you. What? Is that we always joke about how you would be bionic. Yeah. And you are now. I am. You're totally bionic. Well, I have a, I have a part, yeah. You a part. <laughs> You're not fully bionic. I have a. Uh, you have a defibrillator. I have a def- defibrillator. 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 I don't know how it's pronounced, but you, you've been defibbed. Yeah, that's that's just so that that if it ever happens again. Yeah, your you heart. Know, what I like to tell people. What I like to tell people is that my heart stopped, and if it ever happens again, I'll be shocked. That's oh wow! What, that's what I like to tell people. Of course you like to it. tell people that. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> with of the 3D course. printing, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the most expensive part about 3D printing ears are the replacement cartilages. This replacement. And it, it, I don't know if you could hear it, but in the distance, <laughs> I heard thousands of people groaning right along with me. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, my first one? one is Amazon Alexa accidentally records conversation and sends it to somebody in your contact list. I saw this a couple of days ago, but I did not read about it. So you're going to need to tell me all the details. I have no idea how so, this happened. So basically, you know, there are wake words for your listening devices, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So for Alexa, it's just Alexa. You just say Alexa and it wakes up. I thought and, it was hey or okay. No, I think you can just say Alexa for the really? Alexa devices. Okay. Yeah. Wow. For the Google devices, you have, you have to, to actually say. say hey or okay, followed by Google. Um, but yeah, so anytime you say Alexa in conversation, it starts immediately recording what you're saying. And in this case, it recorded it and actually sent that audio file to somebody in their contact list. They don't know why, other than possibly hacking maybe or a bug. In the software, whatever because the case may be. Never, I have a Google Home, but I don't, and I don't test its abilities. I certainly don't read up on all of the updates, mm-hmm. learning about all of the ways that it could be even more efficient for our home. We use it for like a timer. What's the weather? Like super basics. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't realize you could send audio to people. Well, our the the main the main way we use our Google Homes, which by the way we have one in every main room in our house. I think we've got about eight of them uh, because the home minis are so inexpensive now. Um, is to broadcast. So we will tell it to broadcast a message to the rest of the home. Well, obviously it has to record that message and then send it to the other Google Homes. Yeah, but so, did it send it to somebody else's Alexa? <laughs> or did it send it? No, it, it emailed it. Can See, that's I didn't even realize they could actually do that function. Well, I don't know that it's intended to. I, that's Whoa. the thing. They're trying to figure uh, out why it happened. <gasps> that is so scary. Yeah. Like, I, did they pick, did Alexa pick that person because they were being talked about? I don't know. Like, what well, if that would you be and even I worse. <laughs> were talking about somebody right. very specifically, and Alexa did that? We, we should that would that would be so bad. Yeah, you very purposefully want to talk about people when they're not around. <laughs> well, maybe you do. What kind of things are you saying about people? <laughs> okay, you're right. Anything I say about someone, they can be there for. He says, kind of jokingly. 
Um, yeah, so it, it was a situation that they're trying to figure out why it happened and make sure it doesn't happen again. But if you want to delete the recordings from your Alexa, there are simple instructions online. I don't know that it's actually simple to do, but the instructions look pretty simple. You go into settings, you find the recordings, and you delete the ones. You can actually listen to what it's recorded. Which you can do that history. for Google devices as well. You can? Um, I didn't know that. Not necessarily, like, because anytime that I say the command words for my phone, for example, it will begin to record a little bit. So I've gone back and listened to them, but this thing is things like, you know, navigate to this place. So it's just like the basic functions. Right. I, I haven't found anything. I don't listen to them regularly or anything, but I haven't ever found one. That's like just full like, conversations yeah, or whatever. Right. One but of the- this, is, this is certainly uh, alarming. Yeah. And by the way, this was a boss who sent this to an employee. Uh, so you never know what, what kind of uh, things could have been included in there that would have been awkward. But apparently it wasn't all that awkward. Oh, that's but so think of all the possibilities. That's crazy. I don't yep. like that. Um, my- okay, Google. <sighs> don't ever send my recordings to other people. Thank you. Okay, bye. Sorry, I don't understand. You better understand. <laughs> Stop talking to Google. Um, mine is actually about something that's happening today. Uh, is Starbucks has their anti-bias training today. Is that happening today? It's happening today. Okay. They're closing 8,000 stores for a couple of hours that's starting either 1 or 2 p.m. across the U.S. today, being Tuesday the 30th. I'm really curious how they feel this will benefit their company. Besides, I think it's a good move because they've had a couple pretty racist things happen. Obviously, the biggest one is what happened in Philadelphia last right, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. last month, um, which was the, the manager of the Starbucks called the police because they had a couple of African-American men who were waiting for someone to get there before they ordered. And so the manager called them and called the police and said they were trespassing. Uh, in this case, people started to record um, Caucasian Americans began to record mm-hmm. what was happening Um which one of the things I loved about what was was going on is that I was seeing in some of the blogs that I follow, you know, like pay attention, white Americans, this is how you use your white privilege. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they were stepping in going, Hey, I didn't order when I first got here. Yeah. Hey, I got to use the bathroom. Why is it any different for these two people? Well, unfortunately for for a lot of white Americans, and I and I speak for myself coming through an education process as well. But for a lot of white Americans, they're not willing to admit they have white privilege. And so it becomes, you know, uh, even a, a weirder thing to have that conversation. But but yeah, it was uh, it, it's just so sad. <laughs> like I look at this stuff and I'm just like, I just want it all to be OK. Like I want all I humans do. to treat all other humans with respect. Is that too much to ask? I do, too. Um, thank you for the update today. Is Wednesday. This actually did happen yesterday. Um, this was in my feed <laughs> when, you, when from you're yesterday. listening to this, it's even further in the future. Yeah, so you're fine. Of, but I, uh, so whether today or yesterday, you're right. The most important thing I think is as far as like helping people understand what's going on in the culture right now. The other thing that happened just was like last week is that they had written on someone's um, cup or they had written into the computer that was printed onto their cup uh, a Hispanic slur. Mm. When it said customer, and instead of writing their name, they did a Hispanic slur, and then they gave that to the customer. And so when the customer read it, they were really offended, obviously. And so these are the kinds of things that, uh, conversations that need to be happening with what the expectation is from an employer perspective. So I'm really curious. It was estimated that they were going to be losing something like $18 million for being closed for those few hours. 
Isn't that insane? Yeah. I just, to close 8,000 stores and lose that much money in just a few hours, kind of opened my eyes to how much money they make in coffee. Like, I didn't yeah. even, I've never really thought about yeah. it before. That Not for me, they don't. No, you don't drink coffee. Not at all. <laughs> and that's why. But I just hope stuff like this continues to change the culture and continues to open up the conversation as uncomfortable as it is about racism in America and how we really do need to be focusing in and not just going, oh, this is an isolated incident, this one manager in this one location, we're going to handle it. No, they're like, okay, across the board, we're talking to you as one unit. I think, this is my personal opinion, I think it's an overreaction and a needed one. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know that they actually needed to shut down all their stores to do this. I think probably the vast majority of their employees, I shouldn't say vast. I would I would, I would, would hope the majority of their employees get it, right? But at the same time, this is how you do it. You know, this is how you make sure that your employees know. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad. What I'm saying is I'm glad people are overreacting in that way. You know what I mean? To really make sure that people understand. How I did too. Be. And I mean, this, to be noted, it was a volunt like you didn't have to attend. This was something that was voluntary. Oh, so things like that. That was really interesting too. But nobody's ever done something like this before. No. So yeah, it is a really big deal. But I think that they're showing the importance of having this conversation on a massive level. Yeah. To the tune of millions of dollars lost. And they're yeah. going, you know what? We're going to take this hit because this is such an important thing. I know that. Starbucks is a controversial company. Like some people don't support it because of what they support, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I just love that that's the message that they're giving. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm going to go get a Starbucks later today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, FDA has approved fillers to use in your hands. The FDA has approved fillers for hand use. What is a filler for hand? What does that mean? It's where they inject this type of acid into your body to fill the gaps so it doesn't look so wrinkly or gaunt. So, Are you kidding me right now? No. Why no, is it so, acid? <laughs> well, I mean, the body has all sorts of acids in it. Like it's, it's just. It's not like hydrochloric acid, right? <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no. Okay, no. Okay. It's it's supposed to be like it's the kind that that works well in the body. Um, but this stuff always interests me. I always like to bring it up because it bothers me that people feel like they have to do this kind of stuff. Fillers have been in use for uh, like face stuff um which never like looks great or lips let's, or those kind of things let's hit the pause on that do you ever watch any shows like botched <laughs> no for good reason oh my goodness there is just so i don't ever think filler looks right yeah i but for my your problem hands, i don't get my it. problem is my problem is the underlying feel of the need for it and like if it's a medical thing, that's one thing. If it's practical, like I just mentioned, I would love to get LASIK, right? Right. That's practical to me. I can see better without having to pay money for glasses or contacts or mm-hmm. put contacts in every morning or have the contacts dry out or have my glasses slip off my face when I'm sweating or, you know what I mean? Like I, that's, I'm getting the feeling you don't like your glasses. I don't like wearing glasses and I don't like wearing contacts. I would do LASIK. That's practical to me. But when it's cosmetic, I... It's very hard for me because I, I try, A, not to be judgmental. Like, I don't want to judge somebody for wanting cosmetic uh, enhancement or surgeries or whatever. But at the same time, I get sad because I wish they didn't feel like... I, if I knew their motives, that would help, but I don't. And that's part of humanity is you don't get to know other people's motives. You don't get to know their hearts, and that's okay. 
But, you know, it it seems to me that so often it's because of cultural implications or because other people will think you're prettier or that there's this pressure to be pretty and look young. And it's just it's frustrating. I watch Botched, which is a really interesting show. And they cover different people wanting to have various kinds of surgery for various reasons. And they cover people who are doing it because they want to look a certain way. And it definitely feels a little more vain. And then they have people whose lives would improve drastically for having a cosmetic surgery. And those are the stories I really love to watch. These are like people who just sob because they finally, you know, are free of whatever. And oftentimes Mm. it was because they got like a, nose um uh, rhinoplasty when they were too young and then their nose like collapsed later so they're kind of saving them from being able to breathe correctly and yeah. just like you know, all this kind of stuff it's a really interesting show but you're totally right it seems to me like most of the time the problems arise because people want to look a different way than they look already and yeah. that that is a that is sad but you're, we don't know their hearts but let's get back to this whole filler in your fingers <laughs> hands in your hands back of the hand Back of back of the hand. Back of the hand is where it, yeah, where it looks starts. You start to look older because the you know, that, um, it starts to look gaunt. Well, and, yeah, because the elastin in your body wears down mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, that just seems like I don't know. I'd have to see it to understand it. I have a before and after that I can show you. Yesterday I looked out at my fingers and it looked like I had, they were super pruny. My fingertips were like incredibly pruny and gross. See, I don't really see a difference. There's a little difference. Like it's super subtle. Yeah. Um, And and then I drank water and and my fingers are no longer pruny because (laughs) I had water in my system. So my suggestion would be drink more water. Or eat a bunch more calories than a lot of filler goes all over your body yeah you will <laughs> puff up so fast i you know for me like i take this all the way down to makeup you know it, the reason if the reason you're wearing makeup is because you think others need you to wear it so that you'll be beautiful that bothers me but if you want to wear it because you feel better about yourself or those kind of things right i'm more okay with it but you don't need it i will always tell any woman who comes to me, you know, and asks about, I uh, had to have a makeup conversation, which, which never, happens regularly for you, never right? happens uh, on Twitter all the time. <laughs> I say, Aaron Dicer. plain and simple. You don't need it. You're beautiful without it. And that's, it just, it bothers me that it's such a, such a pressure for also, you guys. Also wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, sure. Which is one of the major benefits of putting on any kind of base. Well, there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Practical purposes. Uh, my last one is this nonprofit plans to send millions of Wikipedia pages to the moon printed on tiny metal sheets. Why is that? <laughs> uh, Why are we doing right? this again? It's called the Arch Foundation. Uh, that's the people that are kind of behind it. Um, they want to build a lunar library. And I think it's just part of this program to create curiosity for space and also like send out information into space about our civilization and Mm. so they're printing wikipedia pages on these teeny tiny sheets of nickel because nickel can last right it holds its shape and yeah yeah it's not nearly as like it it won't be destructed by solar rays and things like that erosion and and these like think about microfish or microfiche depending on how you say it it's basically like that only even smaller and each of the sheets is like the size of a nickel or something it's just teeny teeny tiny and they actually already did something 
really similar when uh, Tesla launched um, their car into space. Yeah. There was a Roadster, like the Tesla Roadster. Um, They were part of that project and they included, I think, like in the car somewhere, uh, all of Isaac Asimov's books or something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why they decided that, but it was just part of like the whole project. So they've been a part of this, but now they're trying to figure out how they can send these pieces to the moon. So they still have a lot of like red tape to go through. They've got to figure out how to create the robotics correctly and then like the little uh, rovers that would be on the moon and like what they're going to put these things inside of so that they stay on the moon and also getting permission to do all of those things. But I just think this isn't a a little fascinating really of a project to just kind of like it's just our, you know, continuing to reach out and think, you know, hope there's something other than us and make sure if there is, they, they know about us and right. you know that kind of thing. It's always interesting to me. It's kind of like people who like to carve their initials in trees. You know, <laughs> is that what it is? You never really, yeah. Like who, unless you find that tree and you know, like it's like people like to know I'm here, uh-huh. right. I'm over here, I existed. I was, or people who like to like write things in concrete when it's wet. This is sort of like our version as a civilization to send all of these Wikipedia articles. Somewhere on the moon. To the moon. Scraped in uh, in moon dust is like N-A <laughs> plus B-A with a little heart around it. And like a little. It's Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And, uh, and like a little. Uh, they love each other. A little arrow pointing <laughs> to the earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we heart home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think this stuff is fascinating. I don't. I, I like part of me is like, Why? And the other parts I me mean, like, ooh, I wonder if it's important to like, you know, thousands of years from now, is it important that these things exist? And, yeah. And and those articles are they going to be updated to reflect a different history? And, Some someday, you know, life develops on the moon and they find these things and they just eat them because they don't know what they are. They're too tiny to to read. <laughs> yeah. The technology, like, I don't even Doesn't know what this. Yet. I don't even know yeah, what this is. Exactly. Or like, uh, some strange religion erupts and it's like. All hail Wikipedia. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, Lord Wiki or something like this. Yes. Lord Wiki for sure. Uh, uh, my last one. Pompeii's unluckiest man excavated given second life as a meme. I saw this. <laughs> the cracks you, you have. Ha- well, it does because you have to see the picture. The picture is what sells it. You know, but- wait, this is a podcast though. Aaron. I know. I know. But you're gonna have to describe you've got the a picture. Little, you've got a little device that you can search for, and you've probably already seen it. But I will describe it. Uh, and it, you also need to describe what is so funny about this, because personally, I thought this was super sad. So Mount Vesuvius erupted in Pompeii, and that has generally was been, it like last month, right? Yeah, yes, last month. Um, I thought it was in Pompeii, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Mount Vesuvius erupted a long, long time ago, and it has been a great excavation place for people because it basically froze time. Because it happened so fast that nobody could really escape. And so you've got all of these skeletons and remains and those kind of things that are showing a real, you know, look at what daily life was like then because it's kind of frozen in time. So Pompeii's always been known, uh, you know, as that. And then they find the skeleton of somebody who actually escaped Mount Vesuvius, but then got crushed by like a giant door jam. Uh, or something, just some sort of giant boulder that they had made, and the picture is just go ahead this describe giant it. Giant boulder it's... sticking out of the ground, and then this rest of this guy's skeleton just kind of coming out from under. It's 
It reminds me of Wiley, uh, Wiley E. Coyote from the Roadrunner. That's Runner. very accurate. <laughs> right? And just that's what it looks like. This guy has been gone from this planet for 2,000 years. Which tragedy plus time equals humor, right? No. That's why we can laugh at this. And you've talked about this on Sif Pop before, about like in movies or something, like the slow humor. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Like 2,000 years later. Now it's now funny. Now it's totally funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I still don't think it's funny, though. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. Like, he had a chance well, to get out. Right. And then all of a sudden, this boulder fell on him. Yeah. But it's just the other thing about it. The other thing about something like this, and the reason it becomes memefied, I think, uh, as opposed to mummified, uh, <laughs> is is because we all identify with this man in some ways. Life feels this way sometimes, right? You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I felt this way where I thought everything was going good and now I'm just a skeleton under a boulder. Uh, so I think that's why it spreads. That's why it feels so interesting, you know? Yeah, that's because true. there's an emotion to it. Like you finally, like, like you're like, oh, volcano, and you're out of the frying pan and into, into the, the fire. fire. Yep. In this case, you're out of the volcano and into a boulder to the Great head? comment in the chat, I think, is another perfect uh, way to describe it. It's straight out of a far side cartoon. It really looks like it could be a far side panel. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it looks almost fake. It really does. And part of it's got to be how the photo was taken, right? Like, it's just it's just all kind of funny. Uh, I've been browsing the tweets because I went to go look at it again just yeah, to yeah. see if maybe my reaction was going to be different. Yeah. I just looked for unluckiest guy in history. I found him real quickly. <laughs> there you go. There's your search. Um, My favorite tweet is, is he going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Or like people who are now putting things on the boulder and then like pointing to the skeleton saying me. It's like the boulder is like the relentless news story. Yep. There you go. That's what I'm saying. There's the identification Mm -hmm. of that's why things get memed. You know, that's why that's why the guy looking back at the girl with the other girl becomes such a meme. Right. Is because you put your own life on it and you say, okay, this is what this represents. It becomes a metaphor. So we should call those like meme That's basically what it becomes. Good point. So good point. Well, this has been fun. I have definitely missed perusing the news. We have one more story to get to. We call it The Big Story. Before we get there, though, just a reminder that this podcast is on the Studio DNA Podcast Network, uh, and that is supported by Patreon. So at three bucks a month, you can start your support at patreon.com slash studio DNA. You get bonus episodes of the podcast on the network delivered right to you through your own podcast feed. Uh, So as soon as you... Start giving, let's say at three bucks a month, you have a link you can put into your podcast player and you'll get all those delivered right to your device. Uh, And that's uh, one of the great perks about being a Patreon supporter. Thank you so much for those who support the podcast network. Uh, We really appreciate you. We couldn't do what we do without you. We actually have had um, quite a few people that have been supporting the network um, regularly for a while. And we were on this nice like cruising through of thanking all of them. And then things kind of went went down for a while. So uh, Josh L, Todd H, Jared B, Dominic S, Chris S, David S. And there's a couple of others that have given um, over the past month and a half since we've been able to podcast so all of you are brand new to the network and thank you so much again for your support some of those were at 10 bucks some of those were at three bucks whatever you can do it's super appreciated if you like the network go support at patreon.com slash studio dna and while you're there read up on the other podcasts on the network not just proves the news the big story um the one that i feel like is most in my social media feeds most all over the news sites right now since it's very fresh Uh, is Roseanne. Um, So... (laughs) 
speaking of uh, part of the you know we're just talking perfect about like segue the perfect segue um the guy that we're just talking about they got hit with the boulder uh-huh. boulder represents roseanne skeleton also roseanne <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> self-sabotage for Bas- real basically in case you haven't heard in case you're under a rock uh, somewhere uh, Roseanne tweeted out a very racist tweet about somebody she has since blamed it on Ambien um, and some other things which Ambien responded that one of the side effects for Ambien is not racism oh wow just to kind That's, of clear wow that up. Um, so and the most amazing part of this story is not that Roseanne tweeted something racist the most amazing part of the story is that ABC within hours yeah. canceled her show yeah the number one show on tv right now yeah the number one show on tv and they said nope we're done yeah that's really now i don't know how long like i don't know exactly the business back end of this i'm guessing they will figure out a way to still capitalize on the popularity of that show whether they try to bring it back without her or whether another network swoops in and tries to figure something out they're not going to leave all those dollars sitting on the table, but man, what a response. Yeah, that was really shocking to me. I don't, I think we live in such a new culture um, of sensitivity and also just an unwillingness t- to carry liability. And when you have somebody like Roseanne, who was very vocal on Twitter, from what I understand before, right. about just strong opinions politically and, and also apparently like she likes to share, um, apparently, uh, stories and links to things that are like debunked you know just like really amped up mm-hmm. lies about either a person and who they support or whatever she, oh the term we all use now is fake news today okay <laughs> well you know so so she likes to really like send like keep, stoke keep, the fires stoke the of fire controversy, of controversy yeah. even if it's something that's been debunked it's kind of like the person that just won't snopes that story before they share it on facebook <laughs> right, you know yeah, yeah. like that's not true, but okay. But she's, you know, a big public figure. And so there's like all of this stuff that's been going on. And so they maybe like, they just look at her going, you know what? She's a liability. We don't want to deal with this. We don't want to be associated with it. Yeah, the show is popular, but is this what we stand for? I've never seen anything like this before. No one has. This has yeah. never happened because we've never really lived in a culture where you can have somebody who is the star of a show that makes a tweet or sends something out and it instantly impacts instantly impacts yeah. our culture. And and it's it's interesting because I feel like we see this in media more than anywhere else, right? With the Me Too movement, we've seen these male stars or producers or directors. I mean, Weinstein's the biggest figure who's, you know, being prosec- prosecuted now for that kind of stuff, but you'll see it even in Cosby. You know, Cosby certainly and he's been convicted now. Um but you'll even see it below that with um like I've been reading up on the Woody Allen stuff and it is fascinating and I'm not sure that one's as cut and dry as all the others are and I think there's such a need for exploration of a lot of these things in understanding you are dealing with people's lives and the Roseanne thing which by the way I support you know I'll go ahead and say that I, I support ABC killing the show because of what she said I think that you know that's a big bold move it's kind of like when I talked about earlier about Starbucks over exaggerating or over reacting mm-hmm. and I'm glad right. kind of feel the same way here right um but it doesn't just affect Roseanne like I mean that's a lot of jobs that just got lost because of her stupidity you know yeah. like that's just a lot of negative impact on a lot of people who had nothing to do with that tweet it's a reminder so, that when you are 
in a position of influence, you just shouldn't tweet at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, oh no. No, no. It is it is important though to remember like you just need to try to be sensitive and everything can be misunderstood but then some things it's like, oh, that's pretty that's pretty on the yeah. nose. I do have a friend, whenever she said she was on Ambien, whether that's true or not, I don't care. But I do have a friend <laughs> who was on Ambien and she ordered stuff from Amazon and just did the craziest stuff because she yeah. just like, she was sleeping but still like interacting and Ambien does do that. Like there are some crazy stories of what, of what happens when you're on Ambien ambient like your body can go into a state of rest but you're still actually awake it's insane it's crazy i don't but know why you're still yourself right like i mean would si- you still order a 13 pound gummy worm on amazon maybe she did on ambient right like you've told me about the time that i don't remember my wife's told me similar things as well that i was an amped up version of myself like that oh, i when was you were on drugs yes. when, yeah when i was mm-hmm. heavily sedated after my coma right that and I would say coming out that I would say some crazy things like you some really bold things or some really crazy things. Mm-hmm. But it was me. It was like unfiltered me as opposed to somebody totally different. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you can blame sedation on complete personality change. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm just saying like it's something where it's like uh, I can understand because I have a friend who was affected by ambient. Like if you really were like, sure. Maybe just make sure you lock your phone away if you're going to be on ambient or don't go on your computer. That's what she had to do. She had to like put her stuff away so she or couldn't even find it. start to develop some more mature idea, uh, ideas about the world. You know what I mean? Like start the change starts inside, right? Oh, for you're all talking of about us. Roseanne changing as a person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like for I all do, of us, we uh, the change starts inside. I do want that for her. Right. Because her opinions are very negative and uh divisive Mm -hmm. and that's just not the culture i want to have in our country right now but then there's other people who have had very racist things like paula dean Mm -hmm. came to mind right like her show like she did she have her show canceled and is it she back now like i think both of those things but i'm not sure yes i can't remember exactly how that went down but there's this another example of somebody who was being called out for being very racist and saying things and doing things but those were like conversations that you had to hear in person, they weren't right. being tweeted where it's like black and white. It's so obvious to see what you've written because you just tweeted it out right. to everybody. Yeah. And and the other thing that I think bears mentioning is that this isn't a free speech issue. Right. Like nobody's saying she should go to jail. No, no, no. For no. what she tweeted. Oh, it, it's but it's a it's uncomfortable what she her opinions are. But right. But I don't, it's, I don't it's not a free speech issue because an employer can make that decision about an employee based on. You know what they do. You know, an employer right. can look at your Facebook page and go, that's not want what it. we want representing exactly. our company. Yep. You're fired. Yep. You know, so it's not a free speech issue. You can say those things. There are just consequences for saying those things. So I think it's important to remember the difference there, too. But it's been a really interesting story from a from a media perspective and what this new land media landscape looks like. So, you know, ABC with that decision, the decision that they made, you know, they met, they agreed, that's what we're doing. Notes go out, tweet goes out, decision made within just a couple of hours, yeah. right? Gave the media no time to create the whole drama right. that we see in news culture, which is the thing I actually kind of like about it. And I kind of like the, what Starbucks did too. Overreacting with purpose. Is, is like, we're taking the power back in this moment and yeah. saying like, this is our narrative and we're not going to be defined by the news getting so involved in like blowing things out of proportion. And, you know, like oh, there was just no time for that. It was just yeah. a swift decision. 
And at the same time, I think it is valid when people say like it's basically the story of the frog and the scorpion, which is I like I don't know the story. Okay, so the scorpion convinces the frog to take it across the the water. Okay. And uh, halfway through their trip the sto- the scorpion stings the frog and they both drown. And this frog as he's drowning says, "Why did you do that? You killed us both." And the scorpion says, "You knew I was a scorpion when we, you know, started across the water." I feel like there's some similar things here where they knew who they were hiring with right. Roseanne. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know that they can be completely shocked that this happened in Fane. Like, you know, why did you do this? You know, you knew they, who you elected. I mean, it was a known hired. quantity. It was a known quantity. <laughs> I caught that, but we can move on. <laughs> so, yeah. So you knew it you, is very interesting. And it yeah. is definitely the big news. Yeah. Good choice, Aaron. I agree I love with those your discussions. decision. Yes. I love those discussions. I think they're important to have. So thanks for joining them with us. And also thanks so much for perusing the news Woo-hoo! with us. Uh, you can connect with us on Twitter. Uh, can you? At um, Peruse the News? Yeah. Anybody we, there? Well, we have a Peruse the News, but let me just say. I love when I go through an outro and I do it with a question. Uh, do we? Our social media department of Studio DNA is lacking. <laughs> That's so, right. We're working on amping that back up again. If you actually want to volunteer to help us with our social media, <laughs> contact me. My email is Danae at StudioDNA.media. It's very easy. Um, we would love to know what you're interested in, what kind of stories you want to hear us talk about. Feel free to give us stories, send us links. We would love that. Um, you can do that by emailing us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us directly or you can email Peruse the News at StudioDNA.media. All of that works. Um, you can also uh, support the podcast in the podcast network at Patreon, patreon.com slash studio DNA. That starts at $3 a month and you get your own podcast feed. Uh, if you want to chat with us during the live show, just get the Spreaker app. We go live uh, generally on Tuesdays uh, during the afternoon sometime, but you should get a notification if you sign up and then you can chat with us live as we do the podcast. Um, and also, um, feel free to subscribe, rate, comment on whatever podcast player that you use. Make sure others know about the show. Best way to do that is to tell people. That's the main way people start listening to a new podcast is because a friend told them that they really enjoyed it. So if you like Peruse the News, tell a friend who loves podcasts about Peruse the News. We would love for you to do that. Thanks for joining us. And that's the news. The news. The news.